Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. We're your hosts, Jared and Patrick. That's me. That's a sound guy, Joe. Hello. And that's our co-host, Tatum. Hello. Uh, if you guys couldn't tell, um, Joe and Tatum both have COVID. Patrick and I are fine, uh, but they're uh, at home right now being little sicky poos. Yep. So so that's why they sound weird, or there might be like some latency in how we uh, talk. But it's February. It's the end of February. It's the end of February. The end of the love month. Disgusting. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's time for our Delta, and this is Delta number, somebody say it, 26? 26. 26. Uh, we're getting good at that. I just saw it earlier when oh, okay. we, we had it in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, let's just let's just jump into it. Uh, uh, who wants to start first? Um, I'll go ahead. Cool. Uh, you know, this month was Valentine's month. It was. Uh, everybody getting all nice and lovey-dovey with their loved ones. Uh, and then if you didn't have any loved ones, you probably still made your way of doing something in the meantime maybe watching some rom-coms maybe playing some visual novel video game sitting in a room alone eating ice cream crying we we all have our own represent uh, (laughs) (laughs) ways to express our grief on valentine's but regardless there is a lot of great media out there for valentine's day so just for a little game i had today um just kind of diving into, you know, talking about our favorites when it comes to shows and movies, video games, all that, but in relation to romance. Oh, um, wow. So uh, I got a few questions here, pretty open-ended. You guys can take your time with these. Uh, first up, I got, uh, what movie taught you a good lesson on love? Movie. I'll go ahead and start while y'all are thinking. Uh, recently, I, I sat with a few friends to watch uh, The Big Sick. Um, it's a movie about a uh, Pakistani comedian uh, who meets a girl. The girl. Uh, it's based off a true story from this comedian. Uh, the girl, uh, after only a few months of knowing her, gets super sick right as they broke up. Um, but he still kind of, he was the person they reached out to. Uh, so he's kind of there watching everything happen, and he's trying to uh, be there for her family, even though he broke up with her and it's a little weird and things are messy and not really straightforward everyone gets all emotional but it's also really funny because the characters are hilarious mm. and it's just a nice little rom-com uh taught me that uh love uh can be one-sided and sometimes that's okay hmm. Hmm. i would say how to train your dragon 2 for me okay um Maybe not. Well, it, it's the whole scene where Stoic uh, meets. Um, um, oh, what's her name? Valka, I think. Uh, again, for like the first time in years because he thought he was dead. And then they had like this little musical number. Uh, the song is called For the Dancing and the Dreaming. I have memorized that song. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's always stuck out to me as like, even, even though. Like, throughout the years of being presumed dead and stuff, Stoic never faltered. He was too stoic to let go of um, his the love of his life. And, yeah, it's, it's a lot of love and loss type of deal. And, like, a lot of that, that was heavily, there's a lot of heavy messages with that in the movie. So, yeah. Cool. In the same regard, I'm going to go with this movie I've talked about, like, plenty of times. So I'll only be brief. 
Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. It's the same type of deal where it's dealing with loss. It's a great breakup movie and it deals with is it better to have loved and lost or to never have loved at all? And I just think it's a very beautiful movie. Oh, a breakup movie? I just you just reminded me. Freaking Swingers, man. Hey yo. Watch watch the movie Swingers by uh John Favreau. Uh, that's like one of his films that he's written. He's star rolling it. It is the perfect movie to watch while you're going through a breakup. So keep that in mind. No. Tatum. Uh, I would have to say the movie Up. <laughs> yeah. Because it's oh, just, man. just a beautiful movie. But at the same time, I don't know. I think there's something about within like the first five minutes of a movie being like, look at this happy couple. Oh, and... I don't know. I think it just gives an interesting perspective on how quick things can be, even if it lasts like over a lifetime, you know, all that sappy stuff. Um, but I think it's really cool how, I don't know, he finds happiness in other ways, like exploration and finding Russell and stuff. I don't know. Either that or Wally. Yeah. Ooh, Wally. Wally that's is good. That's good. great. You can I'll argue that up. Turns pretty mid after the first 11 minutes, but I really like the end bit of Up as well. You're, dude, you're just saying that Up for the entirety of the movie sucks. Yeah, and just, minutes and not just, a lot of a movie. He's like, just, oh no, went downhill after she died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole, the whole backstory, that's the best part of the movie. Everything else sucks. Some people think that. I don't. I think the <laughs> ending is great. I think the middle bit is a little weird. You uh, enough about you up. Bro. Stop. Enough. Yeah. Stop it. Let's go down <laughs> to the next question. All right. Funny. Uh, Jared, uh, you're going to go. If you could give Joe a darn Mary Kill. Uh, what do you mean give him one? Oh, oh, I see it. No, never mind. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I got it. You know I don't me know. a lot. You know me pretty well. <laughs> so, so, do we all remember um, um, Norman, the Eddie Murphy movie? Um, Norm, Norman, Norman, Norbit, Norbit. Oh, so, so, uh, the the oh. main female role there. Yeah, it's still Eddie Murphy, but like you know that character. I forget what her name is. Uh, Medea. Or the old grandma robot from Robots. Oh my god. Okay. Uh. Okay. Shit. Okay. I, feel like I would kill Medea. Okay. Think, <laughs> I think she would annoy me after a while. I guess. I guess I'd. I'd marry the robot because robots. They can. You know. They can do things for you. They can. They're servial class. In that movie. Uh, so I guess that means Lady from Norbit. Ah ha ha. <laughs> Joey, having a robot woman who just does stuff for you isn't very femprov of you. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I apologize. I, uh, okay, okay. I'm gonna be a feminist. I'll kill them all. <laughs> uh, uh, great answer. Uh, next up, we move on to another question for everybody. Uh, what series has the best couple? If you say miraculous, I'll, I swear to God. That's a definitely no. They're not even a couple. I know, um, right? It's like sexual tension the show. 
Yeah, and it's a kids <laughs> show, so there you go. So weird. Um, it's a good show, though. The best! I'll go with my answer, just cause, as we're waiting. Uh, I'm definitely leaning towards uh, a Schmidt and Cece from New Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, that, they're great. Just cause it's they're funny. They're great. Yeah. Tweak and Craig from South Park. Who and who? Tweak <laughs> and Craig. You watch South Park, you'll know. Everybody else in that show is darn fucking problematic as hell. <laughs> ah, it's not a movie. It's like a string of, or it's not a TV show, but it's a movie. Okay, so do you know the Goofy movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think her name's Roxanne. Uh huh. And Maximilian Goof. <laughs> Classic answer. Classic. I love it. Classic couple. I got it. Freaking uh, Ang and Katara. Okay. Yeah. I don't really see them as a couple. Yeah, we do. Like for an episode. And the comics. Oh, well, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we move on. Uh, Joe, give Tatum a darn Mary Kill. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Interesting. Pete Davidson. George Lopez. <laughs> okay. Ryan Gosling. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me double check. I know what some of these people look like currently. You have to Google George Lopez. I don't know what to tell you. No, like current George Lopez. Like the current. George Lopez I have in my mind is Mr. Electric from Sharkboy and Lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, Even better! That's, that's basically what I had in my head, too. <laughs> that's George Lopez. I have to double check. Okay, so... He is a normal teacher in that movie as well. That is true. So I'm going to go with... Oh... God, I I don't know enough George Lopez media. So I guess I wouldn't say F somebody because I'm in a relationship. So I'm just going to say that. Man, no, it's not. Come on. No, 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 no. That option would be filled by Ryan Gosling. Mm. <laughs> yep. Typical female answer. And then I think I'm going to kill George Lopez. I'm a merc. Kid. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, he, he is past his time. Mary Pete Davidson. Wow. Yeah. That's not surprising. All right. And we move on to the last uh, everybody question of who is the best fictional mom? This one inspired by Jared's question earlier oh. where, where I went, hmm, I don't know what I should do for this game. Uh, and Jared goes, uh, you should ask your mom. And I was like, ah, ah. inspiration. <laughs> so who is the best fictional mom? Or aunt, mother figure. Helen Parr from The Incredibles. Is that the mom or the no. babysitter? That's the mom! <laughs> the I babysitter! I don't, I don't remember the names in Incredibles. Her name's Helen. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go with Nicole Watterson. <gasps> that's fair. That's, that's a good one. That's a good answer, yeah. That's that's a good one. Or Marge Simpson. Why not? <laughs> Best fictional mom, Marge Simpson. Best mom. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yep. In what? <laughs> Alien. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just think it's funny. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Best man. <laughs> That's an answer. <laughs> but but I guess a real answer uh, would be like, like Winona Ryder. Okay. Yeah. I got you, I got you. I'm guessing... No, just, says, just Winona Ryder. Just Winona Ryder. She's freaking awesome, man. Okay. She's great. Doesn't she play the mom in Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then for my answer, uh, I went with Aunt May from the new Spider-Man, just because she's funny. Yeah, that's really good. 
Yeah, no, that's a great choice. Yeah, and then uh, last one, uh, Tatum, if you give Jared a darn Mary kill. Okay, so you have Slimer from the Ghostbusters. She's <laughs> 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 been sitting on this one. You have the Tar Monster from Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Okay. And you have Dr. Evil. Okay, I'll marry Dr. Evil, kill the Tar Monster, and uh, I'll- Darn! Slimer. Ew! <laughs> yeah. Uh, enough said. <laughs> enough said. <laughs> Everything that needed to be said has I, been said there. I have to bleep so much in editing? Man. Anyway, uh, that is the love-inspired Delta game. Cool. Yeah, no, man, that's that's great. It's you really had us thinking. I mean, I gotta edit out a lot of spaces too. Jesus. Um, great. So Tatum, tell us about your month, about your February. How how did it go? Um, went pretty good. I worked on a movie, which was fun. That was yeah, like that's fun. a big highlight. Yeah, uh, that happened. That was cool. Started rehearsals for Hamlet. Um, who? Lots of. <laughs> Lots of theater stuff, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's the month of love, I guess. But like, you know, didn't do too much. My boyfriend Isaiah, he's cool. He's vibing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just a lot of the, it's busy. It's like busy season because of college and doing jobs and stuff like that. So it's just sure. like busy, busy, busy. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Just be bopping, doing stuff. The girls are doing good. The girls meaning my rats. Yeah. Cool. Joe, take it. Yeah, college, like, class stuff picks up this time of year. That happens, you know? I have been anticipating new game releases. I've been working through Fallen Order. Can't wait for Survivor. Who's that guy? Who's the pirate king that kidnaps you in Fallen in Order? Fallen Order? Oh. Yeah, he's like, he's like Star Wars version of Prince, and I love him. He's <laughs> probably my favorite section of this game because of him. Well, how much do you love him if you don't even know his name? Oh, that's true. Ooh. That's true, but that, that's pretty dope. Also, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. The last Kevin Conroy Batman performance we'll ever get. That game looks like it's gonna be fire. Like, it's not gonna- it's set in the Arkhamverse, apparently. Sure. Which means that Superman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, all just showed up in the last five years. Not helped Batman at all. <sighs> During all that- craziness, but that's okay. Uh, Wonder Woman actually looks Greek in that. Hmm. You look at the trailers. Yeah, it just looks like a fun game, and it comes out around our birthdays. Oh, cool. Actually, right in between our birthdays, so... If you're looking for a gift idea, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm spelling it out. It, it'll stay six, 60 bucks, unlike some games. Games do be sixty dollars. Yeah, I mean most games be seventy dollars. I, I was just no. about to say, like a lot of games are could becoming seventy dollars now. Isn't, That's going to be the new isn't standard. Tears for... of the Kingdom going to be seventy? Yeah, Pro and uh, but like wait, all... Nintendo's going seventy two. Hold on, hold on. All of Sony and Microsoft are transitioning to seventy dollars baseline for almost all their games. Nintendo is only doing it for Tears of the Kingdom. This will be the only Switch game so far that's gonna be seventy dollars. Didn't they say period? That? Okay, sure. Period and forever. 
I, for Switch, I, probably, I, yeah. No, it'll stay that way, but okay. You can doubt all you want. I, I actually did research on this, and I know for a fact. You talked to Nintendo? I talked to Nintendo. No, I mean, like, I saw <laughs> I saw uh, uh, posts, and, and I read some articles, like, from, uh, I think, IGN or some something like that. You know, like, somebody interviewed people at Nintendo saying, hey, is this going to be, like, the new thing? Nintendo's like, no, 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 it's just, just for this game. So. Interesting. So, I mean... I love Nintendo, man. Like, I know they have some questionable stuff. Like, they do some questionable stuff. But, like, I I think paying $70 for a Zelda game, totally worth it. But, but for base standard, like, let's say Splatoon 3, hell no. You know, like, Microsoft and PlayStation are making this decision, like, hey, almost all of our games are gonna be $70. And, yeah, it just seems like 10 more bucks. But it really, like, stacks, especially with, like, even this year, we are going to have a lot of new AAA great freaking games coming out this year. It's it's a great year for gaming, um, so, uh, as far as we know, and, and, like, the only thing Nintendo has announced, and they announced a lot for this year, just one game, and it's, like, one of their big hitters, that's fine. So, I'm yeah, cool with that's it. that's fair. So my worry always with $70 games is that there are already a lot of $60 games mm-hmm. that aren't worth $60. No. If you charge $70 for a game, I'm going to be reluctant before buying it. So if uh, the Tears of the Kingdom is, I'm definitely not going to buy it right away like I was planning on. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, if something very clearly shows that it delivers on a $70 price tag, why would, like... Why it's to me, it's nothing, but like if I were to pay $60 for a game that I really feel is like 20 bucks, yeah, then then I kind of get pissed. So if like a $70 game ends up kind of just being like a $40, yeah, uh, just sort of decent game, it kind of it it would piss me off if I bought it. A lot of remasters or remakes from Sony and and Microsoft, like the Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, I think. well, wasn't that like 60 when it came out? I don't remember. I remember, I'm pretty sure Demon's Souls, when it was remade, was $70. And I could 70? be wrong. On I could be wrong on that. Oh my but gosh. But I'm pretty sure it came out $70. And people were like, it's a remake. Why are you charging? Right. Uh, yeah. So, regardless if, if I'm right or not about the like remakes from Microsoft and PlayStation, some, some games will re release full price, 60 and it's not always worth that price tag because you know it's just like the same game why not make it 40 which is fine metroid prime remastered 40 dollars. it's not a full uh price game when i would happily buy this for 60 dollars. but i'm i'm happy that i i didn't have to like nintendo still is on um that side of like yeah not everything is going to be 60 like some big, or not some big, but like some really good quality games are gonna be, uh, like under that 40, 30, 20 maybe, uh, but but this one game being seventy, I think that's fine. It's freaking Zelda, man! How can you go wrong with Zelda? We I haven't mean, had a bad Zelda game since like what? Maybe potentially Triforce Heroes. Well, there's also a lot of like side games and all that. that We're not talking about the side games. Yeah, We're not talking about the CDI. <laughs> We're not talking about Link's Crossbow Training. I'm just saying like main series Zelda games. There's only been like what, maybe two, three flops, and that's like 
for like the DS, 3DS, which was, which was already 40. So like that still wasn't even a uh, full price game. I see where you're coming with it. Yeah, man. Listen. Go ahead, tell us about your mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll dive into my own. Um, honestly, I haven't been doing much that that's changed from last month. Last yeah. month I talked, I was playing a lot of co-op games with friends. Um, some more games have entered the repertoire of co-op games. Uh, a game called Deep Rock Galactic I've been playing a bunch of. You play as dwarves in space mining while killing uh, alien bugs. Hmm. It's it's kind of it plays a lot like like uh, similar games like Left 4 Dead and um, Vermintide. A lot of these sort of like party. Like four players, you enter a level, you grind through the level, you get out, get your rewards to go into the next level. Same sort of repetitive process, but it's fun to play with friends because it, there's a lot of conversation starters that happen as you're playing. Um, there's also just a lot of like turn your brain off moments where you get to just talk or hang out or whatever the case is. Uh, I've, uh, co-op games have been growing a lot on me. Mm -hmm. I also mentioned last month we were playing Skyrim together, a mod of Skyrim that lets you play with other people, which is awesome, except for the fact that it was super buggy. The more we played it, the more bugs we found, <laughs> the more crashes happen. It's just not in a state to be played yet, I feel. So now... We're playing Elden Ring co-op where there's a seamless multiplayer mod. You can play Elden Ring with other people, but it sucks because you have to. They have to go and find an item, and they have to figure out how to join your world. And then if they die, they have to do the process of joining your world all over again. All this nonsense that makes it irritating. Hmm. This mod makes it super easy, and so now we're running through the Elden Ring campaign together, and it's great. I'm playing a samurai dude with two katanas. Cool. Very exaggerated and just the number of weapons this guy has <laughs> two katanas a bow a, a gauntlets it's just a lot it's it's been fun playing playing games with friends i feel like i did it a lot before mm. um but the games that i played were always um multiplayer games and so there's a sense of like playing with your friends to try to get better right um or just to perform but with these co-op games, there's no real expectation to perform, so it's a lot more relaxed, casual. I can turn my brain off a lot more and just have fun. There's a big difference I don't think anybody talks about between, like, the the, the categorization of multiplayer and co-op. Yeah. Like, like, these are two different things, but almost mean the same thing. Co-op means you're playing with somebody, but you can you can play against them. But like you know, you're you're both in sharing the same goal in terms of like what you're trying to get out of playing the game. But multiplayer is like kinda you're playing by yourself with other people. Well, like even with multiplayer, you can still play with your friends. Sure. But there is... But it's not about the team, the, it's about uh, you. The objective of a multiplayer game is to perform better than the other team, yeah. the other players, whatever the case is. And <clears> so <throat> it's it's a lot more serious, regardless of anything. Yeah. Even if you're not playing to win, the games are made to where the whole point is that you're trying to win. Yeah. So regardless, there's this sort of effort, uh, sort of coordination that you have to have in order to enjoy a game like that. Whereas co-op games... If you throw it on a low difficulty, just to hop in with a bunch of friends, whether they're great at games, yeah, garbage at games. sit on the couch, games, man, and just play through. Sit on the couch, hop in a Discord call, whatever yeah. the case is. You can just, uh, and I think games have gotten great in terms of co-op to just be able to play with your friends, whereas a lot more with original co-op games, you'd have to join all at the same time, get ready and all that, but there's a lot more. Yeah. As co-op games are coming out, they're finding more ways to make it seamless for people to just hop in, join, leave whenever they want. Yeah. Um... There's a 
modern co-op games have become like so good that it's like you can hop in a discord call and whenever you feel like leaving Dude. you hop out without interrupting the group of people that you're playing with. Dude, you're so like it takes two, you know that game? Yeah. God, such a great like oh, game. I love that game. Yeah, right? Have you played it, Tatum? Yeah, except for Isaiah always beats me in the mini game, so I get really angry <laughs> yeah. and stop playing. Oh, but so so you play with uh, your boyfriend. See, that's yeah. Uh, tell us about that process, please. Um, it's uh, it gets very angering at times when one of us can't complete the task necessary to get the other out of trouble. But it is fun. I can confirm. It is very. I don't know. It's a really fun game. Uh, I mean, it's my first game that I really played on a console because I don't really play games like that. So it was interesting doing a co-op game as one of my first experiences. But yeah, there's a bunch of mini games on it and stuff like that. And if I lose, I get upset. <laughs> but like you love playing it with your boyfriend and you probably wouldn't want to play it by yourself, right? No, because I can't. <laughs> by yourself. It takes two. Yeah. Um, that's that's a great example of a modern or like a newer co-op game where, you know, it's not necessary to play by yourself, but it's the best way to play is with somebody else, especially a significant other or somebody you're really close with. Because, you know, like the dynamic of the story of, the, of these characters, yeah, you're controlling. It's, it takes to kind of revolve around relation. The story of it revolves yeah. around relationship yeah. stuff, which yeah. is which is, you know, a, a great way to like build a co-op puzzle game around um, <clears throat> one, one of like the best co-op experience I've ever had. I guess just this past year is uh, TMNT Sh Shredder's Revenge. Oh yeah, it is. First of all, playing it by yourself, a blast, right? But but because you can like connect to other people online, you can just jump in other people's games, play through however you want, and leave, and that's it. You know, whoever's just going, like, they go. Or you can like start your own room or whatever. You can just play the game, have other people join in. They they help you with whatever. It's a whole lot of fun. Like it's like a couch co-op multi co-op game. With no couch, well, with no other people. Yeah, that's why that goes back to what I was saying before. How modern games, I think, because of maybe not directly because, but mm -hmm. partially influenced by Discord culture. This whole oh. idea of hanging out in a call, people come and leave as they really feel like. Um, and uh, a lot of co-op games, I think, have been sort of prioritizing that come and leave as you please. This uh, hop, hop in a game and just yeah, like join with no worries. Mm -hmm. Whether they're halfway through, nearly done, whatever the case, just so you can not have to wait around and do all that. I remember like playing games, uh, co-op games. Uh, initially, yeah, I dealt like you have. The best case scenarios in like Left 4 Dead, where like if somebody joins late, then they have to wait a long while for somebody to eventually be locked in a room, and then you go and save them, and then the player joins the game. But usually that takes like five, ten minutes of just watching people play. Right. In worst case scenarios, you have uh, Earth Defense Force Five, <laughs> which uh, you're killing aliens around. But as soon as the level starts, you can't join your friends until they're done with the level. Yeah. So it either you have to wait what sometimes is half an hour for your friends to finish a level, or they intentionally throw the level so that they can invite you in. So I think uh, I really love how co-op games are learning because mm -hmm. it is very easy with games like this that just will always draw customers mm -hmm. to just have it be baseline. Here's what here's what we have. Uh, you're going to have to wait five minutes. Who cares? But instead, they're implementing stuff to kind of make things more 
cohesive, easy to get together and play with your friends. So it's not like uh, I don't want to play if I have to wait 15 minutes to hop in the lobby. I think <clears throat> also because after the pandemic or even during the pandemic, a lot of these developers, a lot of game makers, like come to realize there is actually something here about having a good multiplayer co-op experience, and and it shows. Um, one of the one co-op game that I absolutely love is River City Girls, and River City Girls 2 came out uh, in December, and I just started playing it this month, and I beat it, and man, it is such a fun game. You get to play it not with two two people, but with four. You can play four players at the same time, and even online, and it's, it's, couch beat-em-ups are like the best way to spend an afternoon. You know, and and for, first of all, River City Girls 2 is an amazing game by itself. The music is banger as always. The the combat is always as fun. Uh, new characters is always a nice way to like bring an extra sort of spice into it and stuff. But like, yeah, man, I, I, I wish I can also have access to like more ways to play with friends. You know, because Nintendo doesn't have the best online experience but like when it's it- crazy how much also nintendo's is pulled away from the like uh, i don't want to say family experience but the whole couch experience right like yeah. there aren't a lot of nintendo games now that you can sit down with and play with your friends i mean there are of course tons yes. um but not like i remember gamecube wii it was overwhelming how many games were these like couch uh either like Wii Sports style where you're yeah. competing against each other or Mario Party or like more cooperative titles. Uh there were tons of them on the Wii. I don't feel like we have the same amount on the Switch. We have like the same amount. We a lot of them are also just like reboots of old stuff, Mario Kart, Mario Party, um Mario Strikers, all the Switch. Uh, which isn't great. Which uh, the new Switch sports. Wii Sports, which is uh, yeah. Switch I love sports, that game. Is, it's so fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree. What I'm saying with it though is that it's Nintendo isn't putting out a lot of new couch experiences. If that makes sense. Couch? No. I mean, Splatoon is a big one now. But even then, but that's it, not couch. And it's not for a lot of people. That isn't a game they sit down with and play with their that's friends. True. That's true. I can true. kick all y'all's asses in Switch Golf. <laughs> Let me tell you, bro. I'll wreck you in volleyball, man. That's Come at me. you just Ooh. do that in real life. I'll do it in both. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of the biggest things that has happened this month is the Nintendo Direct. There was a lot. Unveiled. I I have been waiting to talk about this with someone for like since it came out. So like almost the entire month. So please, let's get into it. Um, it started off with Pikmin Four, like an actual trailer. For Pikmin 4. I'm so excited. I was not expecting another Pikmin game. Me neither. (laughs) Like, of all the original (laughs) series to add another title to, I wasn't expecting Pikmin. No. I mean, I'm glad it exists. Like, it's it's a small niche uh, series, also created by Shigeru Miyamoto. Like, it, it deserves love. It deserves all the love and attention it gets, and I'm just glad, like, it's 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 still here. It's not dead. Yeah. You know, and and the game looks great. It's seen. The, there's a new dog thing. 
Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> well, every okay. you make a new game, you gotta introduce some new mechanics. Uh, yeah, there's an ice Pikmin. Ice Pikmin is pretty cool. They're cute. It's, it's they're like it's just a whole lot of new puzzles. Is yeah, what, is what it comes along to. Based on the trailer, uh, it seems like you'll be rescuing like other. Are they called astronauts, explorers, whatever? Like. You you have a set team. They didn't really it's like, reveal too much. No, of, and I'm glad of the story. I'm like glad. as much as you're saying that, I'm also hesitant to say that. This, that's this is just the me story. theorizing because like I think it's like, like, it's like a Star Trek thing. Like the Enterprise came down to this planet, or like somehow got was coming to this planet, got crashed, and like the main team with Spock and Worf and everybody is like we need to find the rest of the crew they have been scattered throughout the planet. You know, and I think that's like what's happening here. Or that's just like a side mission. Maybe you're right. I'm, but you know, we don't know anything. I'm just theorizing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really excited to get my hands on it. It looks beautiful. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, it it's, looks so good. It's Nintendo, though. Yeah. You're not gonna get an ugly looking game. You're right. Nintendo. Um, there's a Splatoon 3 DLC, which is very interesting. Um, the first wave is just like it's not surprising. It's they, no, not at all. Like the, this is just standard Splatoon. Splatoon formula yeah. like i'm uh, uh, for every nintendo direct now you can expect something platoon splatoon even if yeah. it's just like something small and cosmetic they're, they're they're constantly releasing stuff which is very important for a multiplayer game like that you're right uh the first wave is just like hey remember the main area from splatoon one you can go to there again great but the second wave is like a new story mode and it seems like it's a uh, it's gonna be about um one of those the squid duos, not not the singers, like the other one. Oh, I, I don't play Splatoon. Yeah, okay, I don't I, I, I don't either. I follow it, but I don't play it. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm really glad that got added is the Game Boy Game Boy Advance um, emulator emulators oh to Switch God. Online. That's dude. When I first it wait, when it did the bring. Yeah, I was like, dude. I was like, oh my God! <laughs> I was never, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's here. I, I'm surprised um, it took. I'm surprised it took this long. I'm yeah, not. It been day one. Uh, I don't well, think should have been. Well, like, yes, day, been. no, it shouldn't. Day one was NES. Yeah, day one was it NES, and that. then SNES came out, and then it became very clear it's gonna be like like Nexus, GameCube, or Game Boy. Like they're they're going. Through they're going time, in order. essentially, yeah, and they're they're still adding to the inventory. I know, like they're still pretty sure they're still Every adding month. NES and SNES games as Every well. Every month, like they're they're trying. They're what I love about these emulator services is that I, what I think it is, and what I'm hoping it is, is because there's this heavy demand for emulators and uh, ROMs and yeah. things like that. I think Nintendo wants to get on top of that so that they're the ones making the money from it. Yeah. So they're slowly introducing all this stuff to finally fill that market gap, which I'm thankful for because I, as anybody who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows that I hate that Nintendo pursues fan games, ROMs, things yeah. like that, because it stops us from playing the games that we love but if they're replacing it onto the market uh, onto their own market i'm not even entirely mad like i have yeah, to no. pay for it now which sucks but i mean it's their stuff uh, i mean i can't even complain all you got to pay for is the membership exactly which is like which still like if you're gonna get the expansion pass 50 dollars a year that's nothing yeah that is that is like the best price you can have for a online subscription playstation and sony Starbucks sucks is. Wow, that's like five trips to Starbucks. Whoop-de-doo. Oh my god. <laughs> True, you could fund your five, five trips to Starbucks in a year. If you just save on that, you can get yourself full Nintendo emulator games. Yeah, 
And dude, when I was when um, I was so excited when they like like they first did Game Boy, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, this is freaking awesome. I thought that it was just gonna be it. Game Boy Advance, they started up with Minish Cap. I'm like, yo, are we getting I a saw- remake? <laughs> No, it's not. A it's just no, no, no. It's it's just coming. It's just a port. But like, still, I'm very happy about that because the only other way I can play Minish Cap without spending a hundred, like two hundred dollars on the actual cartridge is the Wii U, which I which I have like it on the Wii U. But I'm so happy I get to play this game again anywhere I want, and I still want like a remake. I'll be cool with like a Link's Awakening type of vibe to a Minish Cap remake. Like I'm cool with that. But I don't think it needs it, but like, I, I'll still appreciate it. But also, the Switch is now the best way to play Metroid games. Yeah. Because yeah. Metroid Fusion is coming to the Game Boy Advance emulator thing. And then uh, also the remake. Yeah! <laughs> Metroid <laughs> Prime Remastered! Jared's been talking about this for like weeks. I have been. First of all, hold on. They announced Metroid Prime Remastered just straight out of the blue. Shadow drop. Bam! It's a thing. It's real. You thought we were going to get Metroid Prime 4 uh, news? No. <laughs> but we have this to satisfy you instead. Well, I'm kind of hopeful because, like, if this is out and they're, we know they're working on I'm Metroid getting 4. there. I'm getting there. Hold on. Oh he's, oh, he's going conspiracy mode. I love it. I love that they just dropped the game the same day as a direct. Just shadow dropping and just like, hey, <laughs> we know everybody loves Metroid Prime. We know you're waiting for Metroid Prime 4. In the meantime, while we're still taking another six years to make it, here's the first game remastered. Beautiful, amazing. I love how they we can like choose between like original twin stick controllers and like motion controllers in the Wii. But this makes me think that almost Definitely, we're getting two and three on the Switch eventually. Maybe <laughs> alongside four, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get these other two before four. Yeah. I kind of am disappointed that it's not like remastered trilogy, but that's fine. Oh, well, I mean, it, take, it does take a lot of work to oh, do Oh, of course this it does. I, I understand that. But, well, like, but what this shows is that they have modern Metroid Prime. Yes. Material. Yes. Maybe not a whole brand new game. Yet. But, yet. But they have, we have Prime stuff. Yeah. Which means... They haven't just, forgotten. Which we just says that it's being worked on. The, yeah. the fact that you have a port of the old Prime with a lot of, like, uh, upgraded modern-looking graphics and assets and all that... Is just like those are probably a lot of those same things. It's just stuff yep. they took from the development of four yep. to make this remake of Prime. Yeah, is my totally assumption. believe it. In which uh, case, uh, means that Prime Four could be coming sooner. It's than we gonna thought. look beautiful too, man. Remastered Metro Prime Remastered looks so good. I'm currently um. I just got the X-ray visor, so I'm like there. It's still like early on in the game, but like. Oh yeah, you do, you, with X-ray visor, you don't even see Ridley yet. No. Well, I mean, other than like the opening sequence and like when you get to Fendrano, you see his you shadow see fly over. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No. But yeah, you're right. Um, but man, I am so happy about this, and that's all I've been playing this month. Like, like. Well, actually, I was like in the middle. I I, I beat the story of Xenoblade Three. And then I, like, 
semi sped through uh, River City Girls 2 so I can play um, Metroid Prime Remastered because I bought River City Girls 2 when it came out, like immediately, but I had to send my Switch in to get repairs, so I didn't have it for a few weeks, and then Xenoblade, so I, I just, I was just like trying to get through it, and yeah, this is like taking up my entire freaking life, um, and like there's, there's other cool things that happened in the direct, uh, uh Matthew Mercer is Ganondorf. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know if he, if he is Ganon. But there's the whole no like, way. The whole that voice is his. The whole introductory <laughs> thing to the trailer, he's like in a world. But like uh, that whole uh, epilogue sort of voiceover, like that's Matt Mercer, and it's over like Ganon footage, which is like if get if Matthew Mercer is Ganon, I cannot take Ganon seriously. Yeah, no, I personally. Mean- I will not like that, but but uh, no, a I new lo- trailer. <laughs> he would be a great Ganon, but I've heard his voice right. for hours of my life, yeah. days of my life. Yeah, that if years <laughs> of my life, years of my life, that if I were to hear that, like Ganon just goes up and in the Matthew Mercer voice, it's just like <laughs> Link. You have to. I'm I'm a lose. My, I'm a loser, dude. <laughs> I really hope it's not him. Yeah, me too. Um. I'm this new trailer that we got during the direct. Oh, it gave us so much and yet not enough. I am so hyped for this game, man. We have new flying enemies. We have like homing arrows. We it's Zelda's taking notes from Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts. I'm not That's sure. A hot take. I'm no, it's it's real. Did you see the trailer? Yeah, it's a lot of trailer. Dude, you get to make your own carts? You get to make your own vehicles? Like, what? I i don't know how I feel about it yet because the Master Cycle is freaking awesome. And that's like the only technically advanced mode of transportation in the Zelda series, I think. Um, uh, you can put a bunch of... Uh, you can half chop down a tree, use stasis hop on the tree while you hit it a bunch and then send it flying. You're right. The most efficient mode of travel. <laughs> you guys don't do this? <laughs> you guys don't chop down a tree every now and then, uh, cast some spells You're on right. it to send you flying across Florida? You're right. Like it's your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, um, but, um, but that trailer was really cool. We get to see new... Redeads are coming back. That's really cool, like, old enemies are coming back, new ways, like, new redesigns of these enemies, um, Ganondorf's voice, I, I like how it sounds. Well, I- well, It's weird, because we never heard his voice before, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't think, I don't know how it's gonna go, to be honest. What do you mean, uh, like the voice? With the voice, Okay. but more out of, like, that's more personal than anything, because yeah, yeah. I watch Critical Role for hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but- um, I am really excited because sequels can like the the always big like cautionary things with sequels is just that they're making a new of the thing before. Hmm. Um, but they've already been showing off a lot of new stuff. So if it, I'm really hoping, and what this trailer shows is that this feels like a different game. Yeah, um, different game in the same world, but, but which, with new stuff. Which is what I'm hoping for. I know I, what I didn't want with a sequel when they were first announcing it yeah. is it just to be 
same thing, same yeah. map, same all that. A quick release afterwards, and then they it's with just some more Breath of the Wild content, which yeah. basically been a DLC. But this is really like flipping things. Well, that's the thing. We all know that this game was going to be DLC. Like all these things that are coming in Tears of the Kingdom were originally planned as DLC, but they're like, we have too much. Let's just make a new game. So, so the Skylands, bro, underground caverned environments or whatever, dude. That's uh, like what I'm thinking. It is is there's probably going to be like a lot of the same overworld, a yeah. lot of the same Hyrule that we played. But Breath there's of the a Wild lot on, of differences but a there. A lot of extra stuff. A lot of differences in the overworld and a lot of extra stuff yeah. in the overworld, which is what I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, I've been, l- mentioned playing like Elden Ring co-op mm-hmm. uh, a bunch recently. A big reason why I love that game is the exploration of it isn't just you're expanding a map. But there's also a cave here that leads to a whole nother system of stuff directly below this part of the map. Yeah. That you know, over here, there's this teleport chest that will take you all the way to this northern end of the map that you would have never had access to unless you had you found this little box. Um, things like that to ensure non-standard uh, exploration, not just expanding a map, but more so finding new locations. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping Breath of the Wild has this, because my one of my biggest problems with it was the exploration was very much like looking at a map and being like, I haven't been here yet, and then going there and seeing what happens. Half the time it's nothing, half the time it's something really cool. But yeah. if this game organically kind of gives you routes to explore, and then like you're just you're just following the whims in front of you, and next thing you know, you're in like this really cool spot. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, at the same I, time, yeah. I, there, I am putting a lot of hope in it because it's Nintendo and a main series game. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, uh, you don't. I don't think you even have a Sheikah slates anymore. So like that There's whole no what? How are people gonna cast stasis on a tree and fly across the map, man? Your hand. Oh right, because he has the hand. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is gonna be a cool game. It's gonna be such a cool game, and and that's why I'm okay with paying seventy. Hell, I'm paying more. Well, I'm, I'm gonna try to pay more. Just listen to me, Nintendo. I'm gonna actively try to give you more of my money because I want the collector's edition and the new amiibo. Oh, my friend got the collector's edition for Breath of the Wild. It came with like a book. That yeah, tri- like creating has... a champion. Uh, I have that too. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. I, I, I technically I have two copies. One of them is like blue and and it comes with like a little spirit orb, which and like a little case thing. And I got a white one, which is the same book, but I got it here at the bookstore on campus. Oh shoot! Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so Nintendo. Basically, what I'm saying is, since Not I'm already Xenoblade willing. Three situation. What was that? You don't want another Xenoblade Three situation. Yeah. So yeah, um, Nintendo. Basically, what I'm saying is, because I'm willing to, I am going to try my best to give you more money. You should just send me a, uh, a copy of the collector's edition so we can review it. Oh. Hashtag ad. And while you're at it, if you have a spare Xenoblade Three collector's edition, send that too. We'll we'll do a whole thing about it. You, yeah, because you know? Nintendo, Nintendo is definitely listening. There are they're listening. They're our biggest fans. They're listening for sure. Thank you, you Nintendo in advance. Listen to us. Who? 343 Industries, who makes Halo Infinite. Oh, yeah, they definitely... Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you play against robots, they'll throw in, like... You know it's a robot when it has the 343 and then just a random word. And then there's two that's 343 Razzle, then 343 Dazzle. Oh, shit. That's real? 
That's real, yeah. Oh my god, there's a reference to us. It, yep. yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> 100% confirmed. 343 three, three loves us. <laughs> no. Thank you! Please send us uh, some some merch so we can uh, um, review it or something. I don't know. <laughs> you just want free stuff. Listen, man, I just want collaboration with our favorite studios. All right? No, Grant, uh, yeah, that's fair. Grant Kirkhope, come on the show, please. <laughs> we want to interview you. We just want to like spend at least 30 minutes just talking about cool stuff you You're do, man. You're just begging to the open <laughs> internet right now. Just, just They're yeah. listening. Please, somebody, <laughs> anybody notice our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's been a good month. It's been a good month of stuff. Oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, where else do we want to go with this? Tatum and I went to Gainesville on a little road trip. That's yeah, we talk about sick. that, man. Shoutouts. We had a nice time. That was fun. We explore. We, what's that word? Gallivanted <laughs> around the streets of Gainesville late at night in search for a Wawa. Oh, classic! Oh, God, we went. We classic walked, like, Gainesville activity. We walked miles. This this is the most Gainesville thing I've heard in a while. Because <laughs> Gainesville is just UF. There's nothing else there. It's UF and ranches. It was a festival of all the. Or most of the colleges in Florida, their improv troops coming together and having a little like workshop session. Um, we were told that each school were supposed to bring four, so re we brought four, and in their entirety there was like eight. So so we did half of them. I did one. It was called Elevating the Straight Man. The voice of reason, you mean? N no. Says says the opposed straight man in the closet right now. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, context yeah. reviewers, Joe's recording in a closet. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure they could tell. And other than that, in the off hours, we would just gallivant and explore Gainesville, which was pretty, pretty fun. We had a nice tan. The, the beautiful sights of Gainesville, like Wawa and McDonald's. And, and the Days Inn Hotel we stayed at. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you guys were staying at an Airbnb. We were. Oh. Plans change. Uh, I love trips with people. <laughs> they definitely oh. never go wrong. Oh, we got to perform in front of everybody and see other schools perform. Joe makes it sound so... Like sad. Y'all yeah, aren't really selling this. I'll be honest. Yes. No, it was <laughs> not at all. It's so hard because it's like we did improv, but like genuinely, there's so many creative, like incredibly creative and hilarious people from all around the state that were up there. It genuinely was really amazing, and I learned a lot personally. I cannot speak for everyone, Joe, but. It was really fun. There's a lot of really talented people there. Like, whose line is it anyways level of talented? Oh, that's cool. What Tatum, what, what did you do? Like, how did you perform? Like, what were you a part of? I ran a workshop on the first day called Object Work, but, like, work was with an E, so it's like Object Work. You know what I mean? Yes! Um, yes! Uh, <laughs> so I did that, which was just all about, you know, like, using your imagination to realistically create props and stuff on stage. And then later that night we did, so we do a form of long form improv. We each got 15 minute sets and I was on an all girls team and we did a long form, it's called ASCAP. <laughs> okay. but, but yeah, you know, we just did, 
I think our suggestion was soccer, soccer ball. And we ended up doing a 15 minute long form set about like going to nationals, like a teen girls group going to nationals. And in order to get to nationals, the coach was like, you know what? We can pump one of our players full of drugs and <laughs> she'll be a killing machine. That scene was awesome. You guys did great. I think Adelaide is so funny, bro. She's so funny. But yeah, that's what, that's what our set was about. So you did a workshop for other schools and profs? Yeah, Teams? a bunch of, yeah, oh. a bunch of people from other schools came to my workshop to learn how to use your imagination. That's actually pretty freaking dope. I thought you were just talking about like, oh, we did a workshop to, for ourselves uh-uh. all the way in Gainesville. No, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, got to teach people and stuff. What school have the best improv group? You, uh, oh gosh, it's either UCF or UF. I Damn, not not even trying to hype your guys your, yourselves up. You can't, no, you can't you can't you can't yourself on a thing like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's yeah. A team of a hundred people is definitely gonna beat what we have here. Yeah, like that's they how we're UF. They're the ones that hosted the thing, and their team is uh, their t- their whole team name is called Theater Strike Force. It's been hasn't their team existed since like the 1980s? Yes, it's been around longer. Our school has. Yeah. Their okay. team is really, I think it's just because they have like, if we had such a backing that they have, I think we would be in a really good spot. But they have like a, they have a sketch comedy group. Like it's, they have so many students to pull from. They were, yeah. they were really good. And they had different teams. Like they had a short form team and a long form team. Actually, I think they had two long form teams. But UCF also had, theirs is no bears allowed and or was it improv academy no there was that was uh, no bears allowed okay they were really good too whichever group did the hotel long form because that one was so good that was bears i think that was bears? bears had two teams and that was the first bears team okay they were really good yeah but any the bigger schools purely just because they have such a huge backing and the money I, it all, it almost makes me think of like imagine what could get done like uh, all these improv troops together right uh, like all all these clubs organizing not just to have these like workshops and things like that but if like rent out a theater in like Miami or something like that and mm. just do an event like imagine the uh, not even just like the talent that you could bring in for something like that. Literally, it would be. Ins- I remember after going to the first one, uh, I think. A random improv troupe in Gainesville, I think, followed me called uh, Subject to Change. And they have a bunch of different, like, they have nights of improv, I think, every week or something. It's insane how, like, huge of a community just for improv that there is. Yeah, that is my favorite part of college because it's not just improv. Like, um, for me personally, like, with my uh, uh, experiences with clubs and things like that, um, just being able to see how many people you can draw together for a similar thing, mm-hmm. colleges do make it really like easy, um, and yeah. there you because of that you can do a lot that you otherwise wouldn't have just trying to convince people to do the same thing on your own. Um, it so, so like you have huge improv groups like that. My brother's a big uh, uh, house music DJ kind of uh, uh, guy, and just like 
seeing the clubs that he uh, goes to peruses at uh, UCF and just the size of that school being like the one of the biggest schools in the country um, the amount of resources that these clubs have to do stuff along that side. For you mentioned the UCF improv I imagine uh, if you're talking they have like a few hundred people then you're looking at like a couple thousand couple tens of thousands of dollars for a budget um for that club and just the things you can do with that mm-hmm. well that's great um but overall did you guys have fun at least oh yeah 100 percent. it was great. very fun uh i actually so i know me and joe talked about this a little bit but since february is unofficially officially uh like the month of love finding um just a few short simple uh relationship advice posts from reddit oh boy uh why the oh boy this is gonna be fun (laughs) um yeah it's it's just reddit (laughs) reddit is the reason for my oh boy okay so i found one that's interesting so i'm gonna read the title and then i want you guys to decide just from the title whether or not you think this person is in the right or in the wrong and then i'll read you the actual post Posting on Reddit in the wrong. So, <laughs> so this one says, should I, male 22, apologize to my ex, in quotation marks, girlfriend, female 21, for having left her at a party to go dance with another girl? Whoa. Whoa. If they're your ex at the party, so for, first of all, why are you going to a party with your ex? Um, no, you shouldn't apologize. They're your ex. Dance for whoever you want. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of necessary context here before we give <laughs> any opinion. Like, there's a difference between, like, going together and being together. Well, like, what's with the ex in parentheses girlfriend? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, ex best friend, ex something. It's just being specific, I guess. But, like, ex girlfriend is ex girlfriend. You're right. So, like, I'm just. Con- uh. Is it to show that it's a girlfriend and not a boyfriend? Uh, people, people type weird. People type um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh, info. Need more information. Yeah. Same. Okay. If you showed up together and then broke up afterwards, that's, that's, that's different. A whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. If you like showed up together, broke up at the party, and <laughs> left her <laughs> for some other girl, eh, you know, maybe, maybe you should apologize about something. Also, like, what if there? What if there is a missing like? I did this because of things <laughs> yeah. he did that were missing because it's just the title. Okay, so do you want me to read it? Go ahead. Okay, so it says, So I, male 22, had been seeing this girl, female 21, let's call her Sarah, for six months, almost seven. We had gone out on so many dates that I have lost count. We spent the holidays together and we even went out with each other on Valentine's Day. We did basically everything that makes someone a part of a relationship and at least till last weekend, that's what I thought we were in. A relationship. With this in mind, last weekend we went to a party hosted by a mutual friend. An hour after we arrived at the party, I see Sarah talking to another guy, being very flirty. But I think that I'm overthinking and I let it go. Later, Sarah comes back while we're laughing and talking together. A girl approaches us and asks Sarah whether I was her boyfriend. She scoffed and said, no, we're just friends. Whoa. I, I at this point said, what? I thought I was your boyfriend. Then she says, no, you're not. We're just friends. I said, what about all the dates, the holidays, the Valentine's Day? She said, we were just hanging out. At this point, I was a little pissed. So I asked the girl who asked us the question if she would like to dance. 
Then I have a great time with this girl and end up going home with her. Then the next day, I wake up to a flurry of texts from her friends saying how I was an a-hole or a dickhead, asking why I would do something like that to Sarah. I responded no. by saying, what do you mean? Sarah and I are just friends. Now that's been a few days, <laughs> I do feel kind of shitty. We haven't talked since then. And of course, I don't want to be with her. Definitely not. But still, I feel kind of shitty. Should no. I apologize? No, King, you shouldn't. No, he should You not. did nothing wrong. I think if he left her alone with no clear way to get home, then that would be like... That would be bad, but I don't think he said that or did. Well, that, I'm sure that, she that, went home with this other guy. They would have brought it up if that was an yeah. issue. I yeah, yeah, like. yeah. Um, Reading the title, I thought he would be in the wrong. Like, I definitely was like, oh. Just the bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, like, he left her. Like, I was, in my head, I was trying to fight for the girl, being like, yeah, that's messed up. And then after it, reading it, I was like, ooh. It's a great title. Draws you in because you're like, wow, this guy's awful. Yeah. And then you go and you read it and you're like, ah, so he's yeah, not no. awful. He did nothing wrong. He was like down with a real like relationship, you know? He's like, no, oh, we're exclusive. And she was like, no, we're not. What? Okay. The thought of doing that for like Just seven months Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That, that seems awful for him, though. Imagine all that time where you think there's something happening. Yeah, that's some big manipulation there. In the moment. That his heart must have sank. Mm -hmm. That would that would have hurt. I'd be furious. Then again, it was because a girl was interested in him, so you know at least he's got. No, oh, yeah, he's he's, he's still. Got that he got that rebound quick. Imagine <laughs> if that happened, but it wasn't because a girl was interested, but because the other guy was interested in her. Yeah, right. That would that's like that would have been an even more heartbreaking story. Yeah. Okay, so I have another one. So once again, just let me know whether you think. <laughs> this person is in the wrong or not just from the title or give me your thoughts just on the title because it's not really like an am i the a-hole this is the title date asked me to venmo him oh to like to like pay back the bill yeah. um that that's <laughs> i want that your thoughts just on the title that can be okay but like without the context of like was the pre um pre dinner like planned conversation of like you know who are we splitting the bill like is this a date date or are we like you know whatever i like think it's what fine the first guy should have done yeah i don't know i don't think it's ever well there's so there's much like that this could be emergency i don't <clears> think there's <throat> ever an appropriate reason to be to ask your date to to pay them yeah, there is. Well, I yeah, there is. Okay, maybe oh, you agreed on it beforehand, but well, I'm yeah, sorry. What... Like, if it's already paid, like it's it's done. Like, just leave it be. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I, there are circumstances where I could see it. Like, you go, you, you go, and like your your significant other doesn't have their card, and you're like, oh, don't worry, I got you. You pay for like a two hundred dollar thing. Yeah. It's not like you're gonna be like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. It's a gift. Like, you can't always just be given two hundred dollars, mm -hmm. whatever. Let me cover your bill. Um, and we don't know like how much money this guy has. We don't know what the kind of relationship they have. Yeah. So so. Based on the limited amount of information, I think it's fine. Based on the title, it just seems like you took me out in time to compensate me. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. It's like the it's like those Tinder girls who put their Venmo in the <laughs> bio and you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. So do you want to hear the story? Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So a day after our first date, as we were normally texting, he asked me to Venmo him for the drinks, food, and for my train fare home. 
He, 25, asked me out, 22 female, to go bar hopping two days after we matched on a dating app. He'd call me every night and we'd keep a steady conversation. We really got along. He really flexed his data science jobs with me. He's boasting about having six figures, knowing I'm unemployed. Christ. While we were out, I offered to pay the first time and he said no. The second bar, he paid while he was in the bathroom. I bought us desserts and a latte later on. When the date was over, he said he'd pay for my train ticket, $7, after I said I couldn't board until I finished buying it myself. I'm just really off put by this. I would 100% pay for myself and him if he had let me. But to ask me to Venmo him money for the date after it happened is kind of gross. I would have even paid for the second date since he paid most of the first. I liked him before this, but now I feel like money will be a cause of contention if we continue things. I don't know if I'm in the wrong for telling, uh, for feeling this way, and I don't know how to go about it. I told him I don't have a Venmo, but I can zell him, and he hasn't replied. If he's asking me to pay for only my half, I would probably owe him about $40. And then here's a tiny little update for a little bit more context. Update. I asked why he didn't accept my payments on the date. He said he only paid for the first bar because he had a discount. He said he was drunk and wasn't thinking for the second bar. Also, he said he hadn't been on a date in a year, so he forgot etiquette. And he said he's not trying to play into gender roles. After telling him why this made me feel bad, he told me to forget about it and left it on a good night text. So I guess I'll block him now. Yeah. It's you, queen. Uh, she, she didn't find a date. She found a loan shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she, she like, should be upset. this dude showing up like a week later and being like, hey. Was that $40 crowbar in hand? With all that in mind, yeah, she should be upset. For sure. Literally $40 I, I, and you're I mean, like, yeah, I make six figures a year. Like, that's so, ugh. I mean, that doesn't, like, that I don't think matters. I think I it's think just it like... No, but if you're I, bragging about making six figures and then you're like, uh, I really need that $40. Like, there's got to be a lie somewhere. Well, he didn't say that. He just said, hey, pay me back for the amount I spent you or I spent on you. Um, but like... I think if if they said, hey, let's split some stuff, like you take care of your stuff, I'll take care of some of mine, and like maybe there's some overlap, yeah, okay, sure, but there wasn't any of that. There's just like random whatevers. She should be upset. Yeah, for sure. Because he never gave so her the weird. opportunity. Also, she paid for dessert and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Ugh. Like, I'm, I'm all for, like, going on a date and both parties are paying for some things here and there, like, you know, half and half, right? Like, you're going to the movies, one person pays for the tickets, the other person pays for the food, that's fine, but, like... You think the dude was being genuine in his excuses? No! That's all... No! Gender I don't think he no. no! No! Oh, you think he's trying to get his refund for the date? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go home together, so refund. Cash I think in. it's possible that he found someone he would rather be with and it was an online dating match yeah and i think that to sort of let her down easy an attempt which <laughs> failed mind you um told her hey remember our date let's just be buds pay me back please <laughs> you're like asking people for my, your money back is not letting them down easy at all well, how suave do you think a data consultant will be? <laughs> These guys make yep. bank, but what else? <laughs> These guys make bank from uh, looking at computers, not people. <laughs> yeah. And then I have one more little tiny short one that actually 
I don't know if it has like a complete right or wrong answer. Good. Oh, so this, this is just messy then. So, yeah. So, I'm gonna do- <laughs> You're excited for that. I'm gonna That's do this terrifying. Just read you the title. So it says, I'm 26 male, planning on breaking up with my girlfriend, 26 female, of six years, because I don't like her when she drinks. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. That's a valid reason, based on the title alone. Because if, if you're planning on being with someone that, like, a drinking problem can, is already a divorce. Or, I don't think that's what divorce. they're implying. I, think, I know, I'm just I, saying, I'm thinking long term. Well, it, it's, I think what they're, they're talking about here is, like, that, the way they act while they're yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah. In which case, I... Like, if you find getting drunk to be a fun pastime that is important to you, and your other kind of ruins that for you, it's, it's a pretty reasonable yeah. thing to break up like, over. It, it is kind of for a relationship six years. Something maybe you should have noticed a few years oh, definitely, prior. Definitely. Like if they like started drinking together like since the beginning... Right, taking this long. I mean, I can I can understand for some degree like waiting it out, maybe. But you know, I I think I still think it's okay. Okay, like, yeah. you want to hear the story? Sure. Okay. <laughs> what if I was just like, no. No, you, we're <laughs> no. leaving it at that. <laughs> That's all the time no. we had for today. <laughs> <laughs> so, my girlfriend might have a drinking problem. We rarely drink, but when we do, she just doesn't know how to stop and is always the most intoxicated person out of the group. We always end up arguing, and she gets super dramatic and does the whole key and peel, Megan come back thing, which I just don't have the energy for anymore. We've tried talking about it and coming up with solutions, but nothing ever changes. We both agree that she just has a hard time monitoring how much she drinks, which ends up leading to her getting too drunk. So, our plan was that I would let her know when she's drinking too much so that she could take it down a notch. Well, I did that, and the opposite happened. She got mad and just started chugging wine, which led yep. to a shitty night. So I'm just over it and don't see it improving. We have yep. a house together and two dogs. Huh. I hate the thought of splitting all that up because of this, but I can't marry this girl if this continues. Staying together seems like a waste of time for both of us at this point. Is this a petty thing to do? Should nope. I try harder, go to couples therapy, AA meetings, etc.? Other than this, we get along great and are very compatible. I think you should have... Been going to AA meetings like years ago, first of all. I but... think, yeah. <laughs> also, you shouldn't, like, uh, I feel when you're dating someone, it shouldn't have to deal with problems like that. If you're it's six if years, if you're married, you've made that commitment. Six years, but, is they, didn't a commitment. but they didn't marry, but they have a house yeah, together, but they, they have dogs, but they didn't marry. It's too long to be dating. Think about the puppy, <laughs> they, they're not married. It's still a commitment because they've been dating since doing the math since they were 20. So, yeah. like, it's still a huge house. Having a house is a huge commitment. Yeah, well, they've made a bunch of commitments together. My thing is that they haven't committed to each other, yeah. I guess, if that makes sense. Not like, yet. uh, yeah, like these, know. these are all. To buy technicality like assets and things like that, but of course they're not just that. There's an emotional attachment to houses, dogs, things like that. But they they haven't made that like full fledged we are one commitment. So it's not like if she starts showing these problems and no willingness to move past them. Like part of there, it is a very noble thing to stay with her despite of it, pursue treatment and help and all of that. But you shouldn't have to. Especially when you're still dating and not married. Right. I see. I think the yeah. problem lies in yeah. whether or not she wants to get better. 
I mean, if they came up with a system, like, while sober, if they came up with a system, like, hey, if, if you're, like, reaching the top, reaching your limit, I'm gonna tell you to, to stop, to cut off. And then, like, they try that and it doesn't work out. Well, that system is you know? stupid. Because that depends on if she's already had a drink. You need to be like, hey, we're going out tonight. Don't drink. You can only have one. If you have two, right. I'm, I'm, you know, going to pour it in the fountain or something. <laughs> right. I think it's yeah. really just like, because if she sees, because it doesn't matter how hard he tries. If he's like, oh, I need to go, like, we need to go couples therapy, AA meetings. Because if it's just him trying, it's not going to get better. You're right. If he tries to then I think the problem becomes a lot easier to overcome. Yeah, it takes two. Ah! <laughs> I, I, We've gone full circle. I think he. I think he's, like, in the... Not the right, but, like, he's not the a-hole for wanting to break up with her after... No, everything. not at all. I it's think you should try a few more things before breaking up. I mean, I it's agree. a totally valid reason to break up, but uh, because of the house and the dogs and the lives you've built together basically their entire 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it needs to be a real wake-up call for the girlfriend yeah. that if you really value this and us, you'll at least work to better this this flawed aspect of your character. Yeah, ideally um, ideally there's a conversation that goes along the lines of I can't deal with this aspect about you, so it's either we work on this or it's done. But yeah, uh, this is also someone who's gone to Reddit for their issues. <laughs> um, so with this already messy situation, um, I'm hoping the internet gave them the, the best advice because <laughs> I don't think they necessarily were approaching it from the uh, most responsible of minds. Yeah. Do you guys think if you go to Reddit for advice on relationships, it's already too late? Yes. I don't think so. Maybe. I yes. don't. I don't think it's already too late. What I think it is is it's that you're not fully aware of like everything going on in your relationship. Like if you need to go to others and not like close, respected, fr trusted friends and all that, but instead Random the general internet. Um, I, I think there's a, there's like a out of touchness with the relationship that you're in. Definitely. Like there is an aspect like these things also like the conversation the, the, of like uh like I don't like this problem that you have it, I'm being pushed away by it to the point where I'm thinking of breaking up like that is something that ideally this guy should have just already have had yeah but uh, maybe he has but also he's going to the internet um it's just, I, going to the internet for questions is always going to be something that I'm a little iffy about because ideally you should have people that you trust to, or to go to things go to for things like this or therapists or <laughs> counselors or yeah, you have to pay for I mean at least therapists and stuff and maybe he doesn't have anyone like maybe it's literally like a last resort or like you want to get people outside your social circle because sometimes the people you know are just going to side with you and sometimes you just want like a purely unbiased opinion, right? And a I varied, could, yeah. And opinions from a varied amount of sources, because mm -hmm. as much as we meme on Reddit, there it's a it's a huge user base from all over the world. But but they also don't know your unique situation like your friends might. You're, they only know what you tell them. You, they only know what you tell them. It, you can very much guide the. Or sometimes it fails. Sometimes people try to guide the internet sentiment and it goes 180 on them. 
uh, which is hilarious when it happens. But sometimes you can really guide the amount, like the discussion with the amount of information you give and things like that. Okay, great. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another Delta episode here on Razzadazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzadazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Be sure to tune in every Thursday from 12 to 1 where we are live on the Live 365 at Eagle Radio Station. And we'll catch you on the next one. These guys have COVID. Bro, imagine getting COVID. <laughs> so, like, after, like, the whole pandemic thing is, like, settled and stuff? Yeah, didn't you guys see? Biden said COVID doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are actually just crazy. The COVID oh. literally leaving my body right now. <laughs> it's a placebo. COVID doesn't exist. Oh, obviously. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs>